Welcome to this peer voice activity. To access the entire activity, including supporting material, go to www.peervoice.com forward slash JJH. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Daiichi Sankyo Incorporated and AstraZeneca. Welcome to this peer voice panel discussion on TROP2 directed antibody drug conjugates for breast cancer. This activity comprises two presentations featuring Dr. Ana Garita Castro and Dr. Sarah Sammons. At any time during this presentation, you may download supporting materials and share this activity with colleagues. Hello, I'm Ana Garita Castro, a medical oncologist specialized in breast cancer at Dana Farber Cancer Institute and assistant professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. Today, we are going to delve into the world of approved and emerging trope 2 directed antibody drug conjugates. And specifically, we'll discuss why construct matters and uncover what is known about the therapeutic profiles of current and emerging trope 2 directed ADCs. Metastatic breast cancer clearly remains a clinical unmet need. Specific to triple negative breast cancer, we know that survival rates in the metastatic setting are relatively shorter compared to other breast cancer subtypes, highlighting the more aggressive tumor biology of this disease. For patients with metastatic hormone receptor positive HER2 negative breast cancer, especially in later lines and after resistance to prior endocrine therapy, the effectiveness of currently available chemotherapy options is relatively limited. And for both metastatic triple negative and hormone receptor positive HER2 negative breast cancer, only a small subset of patients are eligible currently for targeted therapies. Trope 2 is a calcium signal transducer that is expressed on the membrane of different tumor types, including breast cancer. And trope 2 expression has been described at high rates in patients with both triple negative and hormone receptor positive HER2 negative breast cancer. We looked specifically at the expression of trope 2 by immunohistochemistry at different time points in patients with triple negative breast cancer and found that in both primary and metastatic tumors, the prevalence of trope 2 by IHC was approximately 90%. And when comparing paired primary to metastatic tumors and grouping trope 2 medium and high expressing tumors as determined by an age score cutoff greater than 100, the prevalence of trope 2 expression was relatively consistent from the primary to metastatic setting. Antibody drug conjugates are a novel way of delivering highly potent cytotoxic chemotherapy in a targeted manner to cancer cells. There are three key elements to an antibody drug conjugate. One, the antibody that binds selectively to a target, in this case, trope 2. Two, the cytotoxic chemotherapy payload that is linked to the antibody. And three, the linker that links that cytotoxic payload to the antibody, which is the bridge between the antibody and the drugs and controls the release of the payload within the cancer cells. Some ADC linkers are cleavable and others are not. How exactly do ADCs work? We know that ADCs are designed to be stable in circulation and then upon binding to the target on cancer cells, the complex is then internalized within the cell and metabolized by lysosomal enzymes, for example, peptidases. This then releases the payload into the cancer cell so it can exert its anti-tumor effects. Now, for some of the newer generation ADCs, the payload can be membrane permeable and therefore exit the cancer cell 
and enter adjacent cells that may not necessarily express the target of the ADC in the first place. And this is called the bystander killing effect of ADCs. Currently, there is one FDA-approved trope-2-directed antibody drug conjugate. That is sesotuzumab govotecan, or SG. But there are many others that are currently in clinical development, including datapodumab deruxtecan, or DATO-DXD, and SKB264, or MK2870. You can see here the differences across these ADCs, including in the antibody of the ADC, the type of linker that links the payload to the antibody. There are also variable payloads across the ADCs, although I would note that the mechanism of action of these three payloads is similar as they all inhibit topoisomerase 1. And also the drug to antibody ratio is different across the three ADCs. Sasituzumab govotecan, or SG, has a humanized monoclonal antibody, HRS7, that selectively binds to trope 2, that cell surface antigen expressed in many solid tumors, including triple negative and hormone receptor positive HER2 negative breast cancer. It carries SM38 as its payload, which is an active metabolite of arinotecan, a topoisomerase 1 inhibitor. And the payload is linked to the antibody via CL2A, which is a hydrolyzable linker. The drug-to-antibody ratio for SG is 7.6 to 1, and SG is administered IV on days 1 and 8 of an every 21-day cycle. Sasituzumab govotecan is currently FDA-approved for the treatment of pretreated metastatic hormone receptor-positive HER2-negative and metastatic triple-negative breast cancer. Datapodumab deruxtecan is another trope-2-directed ADC that carries deruxtecan as its payload which also is a topoisomerase 1 inhibitor. Here, the drug-to-antibody ratio is 4, and this ADC also has a tumor-selective cleavable linker and has a bystander anti-tumor effect. Datapodumab deruxtecan is administered IV once every 21 days. And DATO-DXD has shown promising anti-tumor activity compared to standard chemotherapy in patients with pretreated metastatic hormone receptor positive HER2 negative breast cancer. Finally, SKB264 or MK2870 has the same antibody as sasituzumab govotecan, but a different linker and a different payload. Here, KL610023, which is a belotecan derivative, also inhibiting topoisomerase 1. The drug to antibody ratio of MK2870 is up to 7.4 to 1 and MK2870 is administered IV once every two weeks, and promising anti-tumor activity has also been reported with this agent in metastatic triple negative and hormone receptor positive for two negative breast cancer. So what is known about the therapeutic profiles of current and emerging trope-2-directed ADCs, and can this be related to the specific construct? We know that the construct of the ADC, including the choice of the antibody, the linker, and the payload, plays a crucial role in determining its therapeutic profile. The selection of the antibody component is important for target specificity. The linker is designed to be stable in circulation but cleavable upon internalization by cancer cells. And the choice of the cytotoxic payload influences the mechanism of action and efficacy and also the safety and tolerability profile of an antibody drug conjugate. We will see in the next section the side effect profiles 
that differ across these three ADCs. In fact, these differences include different rates of hematologic toxicity, GI toxicity, mucositis, among others. And so understanding the specific construct of an ADC helps in assessing factors such as target selectivity, drug delivery, and mechanism of action. And it also influences the safety and tolerability profile of the antibody drug conjugate. In summary, antibody drug conjugates represent a significant advancement in breast cancer therapy, broadening treatment options for patients. Efforts have been concentrated on developing ADCs that target HER2 and TROPE2, but there are many others in development. New ADCs targeting new new targets, new payloads, showcasing the evolving landscape of targeted therapies. The specific construct elements, including the antibody, the linker, and the payload play a pivotal role in shaping the therapeutic profile of ADCs. There is current interest in understanding the optimal sequencing of antibody drug conjugates, especially now with the approval of two ADCs for metastatic HER2-negative breast cancer. One, an ADC targeting HER2, trastuzumab again for patients with HER2-low metastatic breast cancer. And two, sesotuzumab govotecan, a TROPE2-directed ADC approved for metastatic HER2-negative breast cancer. And investigating the mechanisms of resistance to ADCs, whether related to the payload, target, or other factors, may provide valuable insights to help refine both initial and subsequent treatment strategies. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Sarah Sammons from Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, Massachusetts. Over the next few minutes, I'll be delving into the most recent efficacy and safety of trope 2 antibody drug conjugates in patients with both hormone receptor positive, HER2 negative or low, and triple negative breast cancer. We will explore crucial insights into the adverse event profiles of these agents and explore effective monitoring and management strategies. Additionally, we will discuss implications of both efficacy and safety on determining patient suitability for such treatments. Let's dive into the studies that showed us where these drugs may play a role over standard of care chemotherapy for our patients. The first trial to get sasituzumab govotecan approved in the metastatic triple negative breast cancer setting was the ASCENT study, which was a phase three clinical trial in metastatic TNBC of patients that had two or more prior lines of chemotherapy. Patients were randomized one-to-one to to either sasituzumab govotecan or physician's choice chemotherapy. The primary endpoint was progression-free survival with a key look at overall survival as well. The ASCENT clinical trial showed us that sasituzumab govotecan improved progression-free survival with a median PFS of 5.6 months versus 1.7 months in our patients with physician's choice chemotherapy. There was also a substantial improvement in overall survival with sasituzumab govotecan of 12.1 months versus 6.7 months in patients treated with physician's choice. This was a practice change in clinical trial. We also saw a subgroup analysis subsequently published looking at the performance of sasituzumab in the second line setting. Patients who received sasituzumab in the second line had a PFS of 5.7 versus 1.5 months, and also a substantially improved overall survival, which really makes it our second line choice for metastatic TNBC today. 
Moving in the hormone receptor positive HER2 negative setting, the first study to look at sasituzumab govotecan was the Tropics O2 study, which was a phase three clinical trial of metastatic hormone receptor positive HER2 negative or HER2 low patients. Patients had to have at least one line of endocrine therapy, a prior taxane, and a CDK4-6 inhibitor in any setting. At least two, but no more than four lines of chemotherapy for metastatic disease was required. So this was really a heavily pretreated population. Patients were randomized one-to-one to sasituzumab govotecan versus physician's choice chemotherapy with a primary endpoint of PFS. The progression-free survival was prolonged with sasituzumab versus physician's choice chemotherapy with a median PFS of 5.5 versus 4.0 months with a hazard ratio of 0.65, which was statistically significant. Patients also had an improved overall survival. This was an exciting trial that led to approval of sasituzumab in the hormone receptor positive HER2 negative space in a very heavily pretreated population. We then saw a second antibody drug conjugate targeting trope 2 in a phase 3 clinical trial called Tropion Breast 01, which looked at datapotamab deruxtecan, or DATO-DXD, compared to physician's choice chemotherapy in hormone receptor positive HER2-negative breast cancer. This patient population differed a little bit from the Tropics 2 clinical trial in that patients could only have one to two prior lines of chemotherapy. Patients also had to have progression on endocrine therapy. Datopotamab deruxtecan prolonged progression-free survival compared to physician's choice chemotherapy with a median PFS of 6.9 versus 4.9 months and a hazard ratio of 0.63, which was statistically significant. The overall response rate of datopotamab DXD was also higher at 36.4 versus 22.9 in the Tropion Breast 01 clinical trial. We await FDA approval for datapotamab deruxtecan in this indication, but we are very hopeful. It will be very difficult in our hormone receptor positive HER2 negative metastatic breast cancer patients to choose between the two trope 2 antibody drug conjugates. Right now, sasituzumab govotecan is approved in the second line and beyond once patients are endocrine resistant. We do expect FDA approval of datapotamab deruxtecan in the coming months. So how will we choose between agents? These agents differ between the population treated in clinical trials. Sasituzumab was treated in a heavily pretreated population of those who had received two to four lines of chemotherapy, whereas datapotamab deruxtecan was used in patients that had one to two prior lines of chemotherapy. The drug administration also differs. Sasituzumab is delivered on a day one, eighths of a 21-day cycle, whereas datapotamab is delivered day one of a 21-day cycle. The adverse event profiles also differ and should be discussed with patients. Sasituzumab has more diarrhea and neutropenia, whereas datapotamab deruxtecan has a bit more mucositis. Now let's get into the practical management in the clinic of some of the side effects of these drugs. We are quite familiar with dealing with neutropenia and diarrhea, and it's not very different for in managing patients on trope 2 ADCs. 
In the management of neutropenia, dose reductions or dose holds are quite effective, and you can look to the investigator brochure of sasituzumab for specific details on the management. Sometimes, granulocyte colony-stimulating factor will be required in patients who have severe neutropenia. For patients that have ongoing diarrhea, this can also usually be managed with dose reductions or holds. At the onset of diarrhea, we do recommend loperamide 2 milligrams uh, after every episode of diarrhea for a maximum of 16 milligrams daily. Additional supportive measures may be required, such as fluid or electrolyte substitution, if patients are dehydrated. Management of oral mucositis is a little bit new to us when we're thinking about uh, trope 2 antibody drug conjugates, but we're certainly used to managing mucositis from other drugs that we use for our metastatic breast cancer patients. Identifying the mucositis or the oral sores in the mouth is the most important. Um, Diet modification, bland rinses with either warm water and salt or warm water with baking soda can be incredibly useful for our patients. And if needed, dose holds or modifications. So to summarize, three key takeaways. In triple negative breast cancer, we currently have only one FDA-approved trope 2 ADC, which is sasituzumab govotecan, preferred in the second line. For hormone receptor positive, HER2 negative, metastatic breast cancer, once endocrine resistance occurs, soon we will likely have two trope 2 antibody drug conjugates approved, sasituzumab govotecan and datapotamab deruxtecan. Choice between agents will depend on their diverse administration schedules, adverse events, as well as the patient population that we are considering. My third and last point is that understanding how to sequence these antibody drug conjugates, and if one works well after the other, remains unclear, and there are ongoing clinical trials to help us understand this. Thank you so much for joining me today to learn about trope 2 ADCs in metastatic breast cancer. Have a wonderful day. This has been an activity published by Pure Voice.